Hello and thanks for joining me for Tui's News, the podcast. I'm Barry Tui and we're here, uh, we're here courtesy of the Newcastle Herald and our major sponsor, West Group. And alongside me each and every week is the monarch of the media. <laughs> <laughs> the monarch of the media, Simon McCarthy. Move over, Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> Roland, it's come good again. Roland Spellman, man. <laughs> oh, Roland, you're all over it, man. I love it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, yes, Simon does actually do some useful stuff around here. <laughs> he, 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 puts this, he puts this together. You'd never know. I, I do a very good job of hiding it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a difference a week makes, Simon. Um, coming off the back of two losses... Two disappointing losses to two understrength teams. Uh, we were all holding our breath to see what the Knights were going to do against the lowly Bulldogs on last weekend. And sure enough, um, they did a dead set number on them, basically. Uh, biggest win in the club's history, 66 nils, 11 tries. Can't remember the last time. Well, they probably never scored 11 tries in a game. Long uh, time. Kalen Ponga kicked 11 from 11, having taken over the goal-kicking duties. Um, so he's got that job for the rest of the season, obviously. And, uh, yeah, look, the, the, it, it took all the pressure off, of at least for a week, um, off the coach. Uh, Adam O'Brien, who's been under plenty of pressure and plenty of talk about his position as, as coach, well, you know, that's a good way to answer. I think I wrote last week in the column that it was up to the players to, uh, to perform if they were going to save their coach. And, uh, well, they answered that emphatically with a, with a great performance. Admittedly, the Bulldogs were pretty ordinary, but um, yeah, that you couldn't um, you, know, you, you couldn't say anything else but how how well the Knights played. Um, obviously, Bradman Best three tries got him into Origin. We'll make his Origin debut next week. Um, Jacob Safidi back in Origin um, off the bench next week. I felt sorry for. For Tyson Frizzell, who misses out, I thought he played really well, particularly in the opening game of the series, but also in the second game. Um, but um, Brad Fittler's probably decided that um, he wants to see a few younger guys maybe um, come in. So Tyson misses out probably the end of his representative career, I guess. Um, but he certainly uh, played well for the Knights this year, backed up well again. Uh, he's backed up twice uh, from origin. And uh, and played very well and and uh, played well again at the weekend. So he'll concentrate now on on uh, seeing out the season with the Knights and hopefully um, sign a new contract. Come on, Tyson, what are you doing? Get the signature on the contract, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No, no pressure at all. Anyway, at uh, at the end of this, obviously, we're going to have the uh, the Twitter mailbag as usual, but. Uh, I'll be back after this with another night's original. We're recording this. Here he is. Renault. Hey, Phil. Hey, Buzz. Are we on? Are we recording? You're ready for us, are you? I am, mate. If you're ready, we can call me back. Oh, we are sort of recording, but I've, I've got a little intro to read first before... Uh... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
<laughs> and our guests this week, Nike's prop, Daniel Safiti, Nathan Ross, Jared Mullen, Anthony Seabold, Jaden Braley. It's a great privilege to have uh, Tim Zhu, Mark Hughes. Hello, Hughesy. Mitchell Pierce, the greatest knight of all time. Paul Harrigan, good morning. Kurt Gidley, welcome to the podcast, kids. The one and only Kirk Reynoldson. Hello, Renner. Mate, I've been waiting my whole life for this, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Our special guest this week, well, he's a Knights original. Who, um, well, Alan Bell, one of the uh, one of the founders of the club, describes this guy as uh, one of the pillars that the club was built on back in back in nineteen in nineteen eighty eight, and uh, he played halfback. The original Joey, actually, um, Steve Former. How are you, Steve? Yeah, good, Baz. Thank you. And yourself? Great. Uh, yeah, I'm good, mate. Great to catch up. Haven't spoken to you for a while. Haven't seen you for a while. You're um, you're laid yeah. up at home. I'm, you tell me you're laid up at home with uh, after a knee replacement. Yeah, that's correct. I had a knee replacement on uh, the 22nd of uh, July. So I'm uh, nearly two weeks in to recuperating. Yeah, so at home, icing up and uh, stretching and... Uh, doing my own sort of physio, so yeah. So, fifty-seven-year-old having a knee replacement. Um, I, I yes. presume that's probably a footy-related um, issue. Yes, it was. Um, so, when I was playing in Mudgee in nineteen eighty-six, I had a total knee re- reconstruction, like did the ACL. Right. And um, yeah, from then on, I played on for another ten years with it. Um, but uh, yeah, I had a few arthroscopes and that um, over the you know, years later on. Yeah, yep. over the years, and um, yeah, it is. Uh, it sort of yeah, it wasn't real good for a few years, and I just kept putting it off and off and, until I said, yeah, okay, enough's enough. So I went and got it done on uh, the twenty second of July. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, yeah. you're um, you're working at the coal loader. Uh, these yes. days, you're. Uh, I think you're. We're, we're a builder. You're a qualified builder, aren't you? Yeah, yeah qualified builder. Um, yeah, I'm over at the coal loader at Coorgang. I've uh, been over there for three years now. Oh well, I was at Carrington for one year. Yeah, and then uh, moved to Coorgang uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And you, and you're one of the many, obviously, that's come to town to play footy for the Knights and has never left. That's correct. Yes. Um, no, we're. Implemented in here in Newcastle now. All my children were born here, so um, yeah, no, I probably won't be leaving. No. And I, I, I uh, spoke to Brad Godden on the, on this program oh, five or six weeks ago now, and and uh, he was just back from I think it was might might have been um, uh, when was it Easter holidays? I think Easter. he he was yeah. just back, and he was telling me that um, you and you and uh, or he and you and Sarge, yep. basically, you go away each Easter with your families for yeah. for a holiday. Yeah, yeah. Robbie McCormack does as well. Moth um, as well. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, head up to Scott's Head. I've had a bit of a layoff there for a few years, but um, I went back up this year with them um, and took the whole family back up there because uh, we used to take our kids up there every year, and so all the family come back up there. We didn't stay in the caravan park. We stayed in an Airbnb, but we caught up with them. Yeah, yeah oh. it was a good, good reunion. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Now, mate, mm. um, born in Canamble. That's correct. Yes, um, and obviously, from the career point of view, sixty-four 
uh, well, I guess it was New South Wales Rugby League games back then, but NRL games, they call it now. Um, oh, right, yep. 64 mm-hmm. games in the NRL for the night. You debuted. You were, a, as I said, a foundation player. You played 20 games in the first year in 88. I think you played right. 17 in 89. Uh, 21 in 1990 when you were the player of the year. The Newcastle Knights player would have been the Excalibur player of the year back then, I would have thought. Um, was it? Yeah, I think um, I think it was a bit – I think the Excalibur one was like uh, the player's player of the year. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, but, um, yeah, they just had a sort of standalone one, I think, like player of the year. Yeah, so yeah. in other words, you were you, – in this day and age, you'd have been the Danny Badiris medalist. I think so. I yes. think that's what it's called now. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you finished up <clears throat> in, in 91. So 61 uh, – sorry, 64 games – uh, mm-hmm. All up in the top grade, fifty-five of those at halfback. But you actually, um, well, you debuted off the bench in round two against uh, Western Suburbs back in nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. Uh, you played uh, fullback <laughs> in round four yeah. against yeah. Manly, and uh, on the wing in round six against Brisbane. Yeah, but then yeah, you, the wet game. Yeah, yeah then the, then you went yeah. to yeah, well, the, the, yeah, that wet game at uh, Newcastle where yeah, thirty eight thousand or whatever whatever the figure was that Hardsy decided on that day yeah. um, was <laughs> there was plenty there. Yeah, that was massive, wasn't it? And uh, you played halfback, I think, from round seven on, and and basically um, you were halfback then for the for the rest of it, just about. Yeah, that's that's probably about right. I did I did play. Uh, until 92. So I played reserve grade mostly in 1992 yep. and a fair bit of reserve grade in 91, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm, well, that ex- yeah. that explains it then. So obviously the, you'd have been the smallest fullback in history probably, were you? When you... I would have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would have been. There wasn't much of you? No, there wasn't, no. And, um, I can remember the game too, like we're playing Manly at Brookvale and, um, Crusher Cleal was playing and he made about four breaks and he yeah, had me to beat, you know. And it wasn't good, let me tell you. No. Well, you yeah. would have thrown yourself at him, I'd imagine, and did your best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. threw himself under his legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, um, as far as um, prior to that, the Knights finding you, uh, they found you in Mudgee. You mentioned Mudgee before. Um, yes, that's yep. I think I think you played under Ron Hilditch might have been captain coach of Mudgee back in '86, was he? He was, yes. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, I did uh, my ACL uh, probably was only about a quarter of the way through the competition, and um, yeah, and uh, went and had a knee reconstruction, and um, they won the comp yeah, that year. Yeah, yeah. Yep, um, Ron Hildish was captain coach, as you said, and uh, Phil Mann, yes, um, at a big fullback, he yep. played as well. Okay, big tall Phil. Yeah, and uh, Mudgy beat Blaney at Mudgy. My yeah. whole, I remember it because it's my ho- mm. old hometown, mate. Yeah, Blaney. Blaney. Yes, yeah, that's right. I'm a Blaney yeah. boy. Um, yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was '86, and then '87. Which Seven. was the, the the year prior to you joining the Knights? You, uh, Mudgy made the grand final again. And this is in group yep. out in Group Ten. We're talking about, Ten. and uh, yep, you were, you were beaten in the grand final by Orange Sims. Yes, that's correct. Yes, yeah, Steve McGuerta was the coach then. Yes, he was a halfback from 
sort of Gil Gander, but then came to uh, Mudgee for the um, to play, and he's still in Mudgee now. Steve McGurder, okay. very good player, were yeah, you, country player. Well, you he, you pushed him out to five eight because I think he played five yeah, eight. Yeah, he went. Yeah, he played five eight, and I played halfback. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, Alan Bell was telling me that um, he got a tip off about you. I don't even know whether yep. you know this. You may do. Um, yeah, I think I do. By yeah, um, you tell me, Cement, uh, Cement Gillespie's dad. Um, he was yeah. he, he was the guy that tipped off Alan Bell about this little yeah. young halfback. It was as tough as nails that was playing out in uh, in Group Ten for Mudgee, which is the reason yeah. why Alan Bell went to that grand final to watch you play. That's correct. Yep. Do you, yes. What's yep. your memories of? Did you know he was coming? Did you know there was interest from Newcastle? Because I think, mate, you trialed <laughs> at you trialed at the Roosters, was Eastern Suburbs, yeah. probably was back then. Yeah, Eastern Suburbs. Yeah, I trialed there for a month. Was yeah. that was that um? What year was that? Was that prior to? That was eighty four. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was eighty four. That was well before I went to Mudgee. So I played New South Wales under 18s and um. Then got invited to trial with the Roosters. Okay, and, so uh, who Russell were you? Fairfax was a coach. Were you still at Canamble? Where were you when yeah. you? Okay, so you. Yeah, I was living in Canamble. I was just sort of started a building apprenticeship. Okay. Yes, and um, you must have played country, obviously, and and that's yeah, how you I, got into the New South Wales team. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so Group Fourteen, and then Western Division. Um, and we used to go to Gosford. For a weekend, and you had a country championships down there. Yeah. Um, everybody from the country would go there, and yeah, Western Division. Uh, we won the country championships two years in a row. I played the year before as a seventeen-year-old, and then played eight. Uh, played the next year um, as well. And uh, Tom Nelson was the coach from Dubbo. Yes. Yeah. Famous, and, uh, uh, well-known, name. famous name out there. Yep. And. Um, and then I uh, might have been, yeah, might have, I'm not sure if it's 83 or 84, not sure now, but I actually, uh, I stayed in Dubbo for, I did a pre-apprenticeship course um, there and stayed in Dubbo for 12 months and I played with Dubbo Sims as a, in the under-18s. Okay. And got beaten in the grand final. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. anyhow, hmm. Yeah, so you've had a few of those. They were the those were the days. Obviously, I mean, it just doesn't even look like happening these days that um, someone from Canamble could be plucked out of or, or Dubbo or wherever you were playing at that stage to play no, uh, New not, South Wales yeah. under nineteens or under eighteens. It was yeah. probably back then. It doesn't happen yeah, anymore because they're no. all oh, they're all with Sydney or NRL yeah, clubs. clubs. Yeah, yeah. Prior to it now. Yeah. So. so tell tell us about. Um, the negotiations with the Knights. When when did you find out that they were keen? Well, um, I got a I just got a phone call out of the blue from uh, John Lort actually. Right. Yeah, Johnny Lort. Yeah, and yeah, and he was a director there, and um, and just wondering if if I was interested in coming to Newcastle, and I said, oh, no, I can't say why not, but and we were still playing at the time, so this is eighty seven. Yep, and um, and they said, oh well. We might come out and have a look at you play this weekend. And I went, oh, yeah, okay, no worries. Yeah. I said, whatever you do, bring your warm clothes with you because it's <laughs> freezing out here. Yeah. And uh, they came out, uh, Alan Bell and John Lord. Yep. And, um, yeah, I can't remember who we played against, but it had a fair game. And um, 
we after the game we caught up at a at the federal hotel just had a couple of drinks and and uh sat down with them and they said yeah we want to sign you and i went oh hang on a minute they're <laughs> just coming out here to have a chat with me yeah so um from there um i think two weeks later uh, we had a buy so i came to newcastle yeah uh with my partner donna and uh uh, John Lott showed me around the town and, um, you know, went to a few, uh, went to South Leeds Club, uh, had a look around and, yeah, I signed the contract there and then. <laughs> well, they, how much uh, they give you, you remember? Yeah, $8,000. $8,000. <laughs> $8,000. Yeah. But that was, that was a lot of money back so then. I was just about to say, how much, were you getting paid to play for Mudgee? Yeah, I was getting paid to play for Mudgee, I think. I signed on at Mudgee for five Okay. Yeah. Mm. So, and then you got your win bonus as well um, at Mudgee. Yeah. Um, well, for, so, yeah, so, uh, so 8,000 eight to play in the, in the well, to come New to South a. South Wales Rugby League. Yeah, to yeah. come to a New South Wales Rugby League club probably wasn't a whole lot back then, but. No, it not, wasn't, but I had a, you know, so I was, we were working then and, yep. you know, so you had your job, so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yep. So you basically decided on the spot that. Yeah, well, I spoke to Donna, and yep. um, Donna's from Canable too, so we were in Mudgee. She was working in the State Bank at the time. So she got a transfer, yep. um, and uh, um, that wasn't too hard. So then I came over here, moved over here on the long weekend in October 1987. Okay. I remember it because it was our first training run. Weekend, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was at Blackbutt. <laughs> yes, and, yes, and I can imagine. Well, it's renowned for being pretty yeah. tough back back then. Yeah. I'm presuming it's still, well, it is still tough. I guess pre seasons are always tough, but um, yeah. Macca Macca sort of um, Alan McMahon. He was he was the coach, and he he drove all that sort of stuff. And it he was did. it was pretty yeah. pretty solid for you guys. I would imagine that was, was that an eye opener for you coming from the it bush. Was, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was a big eye opener. Like I, I don't know. Like I hadn't been to Newcastle too many times. So I was. I was 21 at the time, yep. you know, going on 22. But, um, yeah, I just thought we'd turn up and do a bit of running and we did a 9.5-kilometre run, yeah, and hills and, yeah, it wasn't nice. Yeah. <laughs> and was... I did do a bit of training prior, but, yeah, I didn't expect that. Bit of a shock to the system. It was, yeah. And then we kept running that for another couple of years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now tell tell us about the um you know the early years or well, those well, that that time as far as you know becoming a Newcastle it was pretty exciting I would imagine for someone like you from the bush to to actually be playing in the big league and and um, being around even though the Knights didn't sort of have any big name players back then uh, yeah. initially yeah. Uh, you're you're all sort of just you know, fringe players looking for an opportunity and, and yeah. with plenty yeah, of tomorrows, great. as Macca used to say. Um, what was it yeah. like? Yeah, it was quite daunting. It was – everything was new, uh, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, all the guys that were here, you know, there was probably only, I don't know, a handful that had, you know, New South Wales rugby league experience. Yeah. So, you know, like David Boyd, Mark Glanville – um, Tony Butterfield, Glenn Miller, you know, they had a bit of, 
experience, but um, in the New South Wales Rugby League. But like Sam Stewart, he had you know a bit of he represented his country. Um, you know we. Our average age was probably 23, Yeah, you know what I mean, back in 1988. So, like, I turned 22 that year. So, like Mark Lanville, David Boyd, Tony Butterfield, they're my age. Yep. So, um, yeah, it was quite daunting, but it was new, it was exciting. Um, yeah, you didn't know what you really were doing, you know. Like, I just wanted to play, you know, rugby league in, in the New South Wales Cup. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. When I was young, when yep. I just, you know, I, and I got the opportunity, so I went, you know, you can't knock it back. And it was in Newcastle, it wasn't in Sydney, so it was a bit slower, a bit, the pace a bit slower, you know, and, you know, I'd spent a bit of time in Sydney with the Roosters and, you know, stayed at a pub for four weeks and played about five games and, you know, and I'm, yeah, I said, Back then, I said, "Oh, you know what? What? What's your, What do you think?" And they said, "Oh, we want you to play one more game." I went, "Listen, I've got a job at back home. I've just had four weeks off." I said, "I'm going back home to work, and I'll come back on the weekend and play." Anyhow, and I rang back and I said, "No, no, I'm not coming back." Yeah. Well, if, <laughs> they, said, if they couldn't make a decision after yeah, four or five right. games, then uh... yeah. Well, I don't think one more game was going to make any difference. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, it was meant yeah, to be, then, mate. It was meant to be. Yeah, it was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. But you know, um, yeah, it was great times. You still, you know, when we catch up with the guys now, we still talk about those times. And uh, you have a look at the Dolphins now. You know, it's it's a little bit similar. You know, but most of their squad have played in the NRL before, so yeah, it's it's similar, but not if you know what I mean. You know, we, we've never played, you know, well, I think Mark and David Boyd might have played one or two first-grade games yeah. prior to yep. coming, you know. Um, There's nobody else. No, you know, and we were young, mate. We were very young. Like, if you put a side together today at the average age of 23, you know, and, and you know, in 1988, 89, 90, it was some of the toughest footballers around. Yeah, <laughs> you know Penrith, Canterbury, Canberra, Brisbane. Yeah, there was some good players around. Mm. Well, Alan Alan Bell tells the story of uh, I don't know whether whether it was that grand final that he watched or whether that was the other game that they might have saw you play that you got coat hanged after you kicked a field goal. Field goal, yeah. And that was the game they come out. Yeah, yeah, and you got knocked out. Um, you got knocked out, and and uh, but. Back in those days, obviously you came to and got straight back into it and played as yeah. played as tough as what you uh, had always played, which is obviously what um, Alan Bell saw in you. Apart from everything else, was the was the toughness, mate, and and the, and the fact that you never flinched and and you know would didn't matter how big the bloke was that was coming at you, even if it was Noel Clear, you'd have a crack and throw yourself. Yeah, throw yourself under his legs. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's it. Like just. Keep plodding along there, you know. And I was quite fortunate, really, Barry. Like, you know, if Ivan Henjack actually came to the town, I probably wouldn't have played that many first grade games, you know. So, well, Ivan Henjack at the out. time, he, he'd yeah. signed he'd signed a letter yeah. of intent to come, hadn't he? And and that's right. Basically, yeah. re- reneged on it. So, um, yeah, reneged. So, you know, you wouldn't have known. Like, I was. I, I am very fortunate to be a 
you know, an ex-Newcastle Knight, really, and played 64 games, as you said, I think, didn't you? Yes. You know, and like, you know, 88, 89, 90 was like the first three years, and I played most of it at first grade, so I I can't complain. But I've I've got a lot to owe to them, you know, like Macca and Belly, you know, David Waite, you know, they they taught me the game, really. Yeah. And you made a lot of lot of great friends. You, you would have been working back then, obviously. What, what, yeah, did, you, what did you do work-wise when you first came well, to Newcastle? I had a very good job, really. So when I first came to town, I I was working at South Leagues Club as a maintenance person. And, yep. and I also was doing a little bit at the Newcastle Jockey Club. And then oh, I, was, I was only there for, you know, three, three or four months. And then, then I, I got a job over at the stadium. So I did all the maintenance work at the stadium, um, and then they started building private boxes up the back yep. of the old ISC stand. And yep. Actually, the guy Robbie McCormack was working for, he was doing that as well. And, uh, I just helped out there. Um, we used to clean up after a game. Okay. Um, yeah, so I worked there for the uh, for the rest of my stint at, at the Knights, actually. Okay. And then, when I finished at the end of '92, I I, uh, I went into small business. So yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I did my ace my other ACL in '92 on the Gold Coast in a reserve grade game, and um, I think it was about five or six weeks to go in the competition. Yeah, and we were going quite well because uh, Robert Finch was coaching reserve grade at that time. Yeah. David Waite was coaching first grade, and um, we were we were going to make the semi-finals, and anyhow, so I had the decision to go and get me ACL done, or just try and build it up and play. So I went, well, if I go and get it done, I can't play. So that's me last year. I I didn't sign that. They didn't re-sign me, and I knew they weren't going to re-sign me. So I went, well, I'll try and build it up. And uh, um, and play reserve grade because I was actually captain of reserve grade. Yeah, then. you were. Oh, where'd you yeah. were? And um, and we were going quite well. And uh, so I went, oh, I'll try and build it up, and fix it up, and see if I can get a game, another game. And we played uh, North Sydney at um, at the stadium at the SFS, and uh, I was on the bench, and we we were getting towed up. Um, and then Finchy put me on, and uh, yeah, that my leg collapsed again. Yeah, so okay, that was it. That was yeah. the end of it. That was the end of it. Yeah. yeah. So then I had a reconstruction and uh, went elsewhere. Yeah. Mm. What about the yeah. uh, the nickname Joey? Yeah, that's from my mum's dad, my grandfather. Okay. Uh, his name was Cyril Lee. So I got it's Joe or Joey, but. Um, Michael Langdon off Bonanza. Yeah. You know, the yes. little Joe. Yeah, little Joe. little Joe. That's where I got it from. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Hoss and yeah. little Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you came to town with that, basically, did yeah, you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, no one, no one, no one out home called me Steve. <laughs> or okay. Steven. So, no, I was Joe or Joey. And yeah. some, somebody picked up on that, obviously, here and, and it stuck. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people call me Joey or Joe. Yeah, 
Well, you were the original Joey. I said that. You're the original yeah. Joey, mate. You've you got to hang your hat on that. Well, one of them. Hey? You, um, <laughs> one of the Joeys. You paved, yeah. you paved the way for the, for the, the immortal. Well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> I think the only thing they've got in common is our nicknames. <laughs> no, you, hey, you've got the jumper, mate. You've got the jersey in common, yeah, the, num- the number seven jersey. Yeah, you still it's funny because yeah, I still got. So at the end of the year, we you know we, like back then you had two jumpers. Yeah. So I got both of them, and uh, it was only oh, um, a few months ago because I I gave one of them to the guy that I did my apprenticeship with out at Canberra. Okay. And, um, yeah, he's still great friends today, and uh, so I give him that one. Yeah. I give him one, and I kept one, and. Uh, and my son, the older son, Hayden, he'll just come over and raid the um, jumper box and he'll wear it, wear it to a game, you know. He, yeah. he goes and watch the Knights play and that. Yeah. Yeah, it's all all the henny penny and that's fallen off it, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was that the, old, the old iron-on stickers back Yeah, back the old probably, iron-on that, stickers. They, don't, uh, they didn't hold up under the, in the washing machine for that long. Nah, not real good, not real good. <laughs> but I, I still got the the the, the first number seven jumper. Oh, yeah. good. My friend, my friend's got the other one. It, it, still, the other ones still fit you, mate? Hit. Does it still fit you? Well, I haven't put it on actually, guys. <laughs> probably would. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it would actually. You, you probably. What did you play at back then? I played a really heavy seventy-five. Oh wow! I reckon. Yeah, seventy-five was yeah. like probably my heaviest. And I'm 77 now. <laughs> I'm 78 now. <laughs> well, it's good to see you've let yourself yeah. go then, mate. Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, well, 77. There wouldn't be too many 77-kilo players playing no. in the NRL these days, mate. No, there wouldn't be. You might have had no. to spend a little, little bit more time in the gym if you were in this era. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. It's totally different, totally different. You still watch you a bit of footy? Yeah, watch watch plenty. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can watch. I can watch five games a weekend. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah no, and especially when I'm laid up here, like I, yeah, yeah, I, uh, no, still love the game. I don't, um, you know, try and pull it apart or anything. I just watch it for what it is. You yep. know what I mean? They're still very talented and very fit, and it's still tough as ever. You know, you're still playing the same ground. Um, the same ball, you know. Yeah. I think interchange might change it a bit, you know, because when we were playing, we didn't have interchange. So. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, 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 I still watch it, yep. What about, you know, um, what are your thoughts on the Knights, mate? You've obviously been some lean years. Yeah, it has been some lean years, hasn't it? You know, um, yeah, I, it's pretty hard to put your finger on it, but, um. I think you can't have so much turnover, you know what I mean? Like in the first three years that we started, like, and we started from the bottom, Yeah. you know, we stuck with the same squad for three years in a row, Yeah. you know what I mean? And I think you, you can't keep turning over so many players because of, um, you know, they get better off somewhere else or, you know, they're not comfortable where they are. You know, yeah. I know it's hard today, but yeah, it's totally different. You know, it's fully professional. 
But now, well, there's yeah. been a been a huge turnover in staff as well here. There, oh, there's not there's well, not a, not a lot of um, you know continuity in that that regard as far as no, um, which I don't think probably helps either. To be honest, no. Well, you only have to look at the Tigers, what they're going through. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, it all starts from the top, as they say. The field is down, so yeah, they just need to stick stick with. Um, you know, for at least three or four years, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Good but, stuff. Yeah. It's quite hard to put your um, finger on why, why, but. Mm, what about, yeah. um? what about the, the, there's a, I don't know, the Chief calls it the Newcastle way. I, I, I don't know what it is about the current crop, um, you know, in the last probably decade or so, and, it, and it's easy to say yeah. it because there hasn't been much success. But there's there's a feeling around that that if you're looking for reasons why the team has struggled and the and and the uh, you know the mentality hasn't been there, um, it's yeah. because there's this sort of um, you know you make first grade and and um, you're happy to be you know playing first grade in town. You're happy to be walking around town. To be a, a knight's first grader, and that's that's good enough. Back back in your day, obviously that wasn't the case. You guys were, were starting from scratch. You hadn't done anything. Um, the the toughness of the the group, the toughness of the of the the club, seems to have disappeared a little bit. Is that how you look at it? Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with Chief on that. Like, you know, like most of us that. Uh, moved here are still here, Barry. You know, so yep. there's something about the place that that's attractive, isn't it? You know, so. But I mean, <clears throat> so like I said, we were very young when we got here, so 22, 23, and and you know, growing up here, we had our children here and made it our home, and um, oh, yeah, it's very hard to put your finger on it. I, I don't know what it is. I th- it's the it's just generation like. I, you know, over the last, you know, 30 odd years, I've been in business and employed people and, you know, and the communication of, you know, keeping people working for you as well. Yeah. Um, it's not all about the money. If you're happy in what you're doing, you know, you, you can probably take less money. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a dog eat dog today with, um, you know, people moving everywhere mm. but I, I don't think you can get get that um anymore if you know what i mean like if you started again it, it'd be very hard to get that you know that toughness and the want yeah. because it comes quite easy today to some people um and i think when you work for something i think you uh cherish it a bit more yeah yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's very hard to put your finger on why, why. But I think it's generation. You know, well, mm. I've got a thirty-one-year-old son, and he thinks totally different to what I did when he I was his age. Let me tell you, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've got a twenty-nine-year-old son, and yeah, they're totally different. Totally different. Because yeah. yeah. when I was growing up, it was all about work. And playing football, you know, rugby league, yes, but there's so much more to do these days. Yes, mm. there is. There is so much more to do. Yeah. Well, mate, um, 
great to catch up with you. you you've yeah. uh, some great memories, obviously, um, and you'll take some great memories to your grave, mate. I would imagine in the end, because um, you know you've you've um, you've come to town and and helped establish a club and and laid the foundation for what uh, w- what we've got now. So you should be very proud of yourself and and uh, your achievements, mate, for a little bloke from Canamble. Yeah, no, no, very happy with what I've done and, you know, um, got a lovely family now and we just, I stay under the radar, as you probably know, I don't get out too much. I, I do see the guys that we played with and that, and, yeah. you know, we catch up all the time, but, um, yeah, you know, 57 now, so um, just uh, sitting back and working out what I'm going to do later on, yeah, yeah. Good on you, mate. Great to catch mate, up. Baz. Thanks for the call. Thanks, mate. Tada. Cheers, mate. Bye. There he is, Steve Joey Fulmer, and seventy-seven kilos. That's just ridiculous when you consider how he used to play the game. <coughs> um, yeah, as tough as they come. If you're talking about toughness and the Newcastle Knights, then um, Joey Fulmer's in the picture every time because um, yeah, he was. Uh, he had no fear of anything, Joey. Okay, the Twitter mailbag. Let's have a look at it. Uh, Durant, have you got your grand final tickets? Ah, <laughs> uh, dear, oh dear, yes. Well, we can all, I guess, um, look back at the last game and think, wow, how good are the Knights going? But anyway, it was a fantastic performance, 66-0 against the, the Bulldogs. No, I haven't got my grand final tickets just yet, Grant, to be honest. But uh, you never know. One of these days, maybe. Uh, Bay 53 podcast. The Bay 53 podcast. Um, At what point on Sunday did you start to think the Knights would go on to beat the Bulldogs? (laughs) Before the game? Early on during the game? Or full-time whistle? Well, (laughs) I was pretty confident before the game, but... um, Certainly wasn't overconfident, but I reckon it probably uh, maybe eighteen nil. I think uh, I'm starting to feel fairly confident, and fairly comfortable, to be honest. It's one of those games where uh, you need you need a game like that every now and again just to take the tension out of out of it early, which was uh, which was fantastic. Uh, John Pritchard, I'm a bit disappointed to keep hearing that Fitzy is leaving, unless it is what he really wants to do. In good form, still got years ahead of him, and he's a local too. Yeah, John, look, um, Lockie Fitz, I think he's playing probably as good as he's ever played this year, and, and it's on, off the back of a full preseason of training without any surgeries coming into the season, which has been an issue for him in the past. Uh, injuries have been an issue. Uh, he is going. I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to Warrington. Uh, there's been no announcement yet, um, but I expect that he'll be in the English Premier League and, and I think he's keen to go, to be honest. So I don't think there's any disappointment there. He's, he's playing good footy. It's a good time for him maybe to go, even though the way he's playing, he'd probably play another year or two um, here if he really wanted to, but uh, he's probably, you know, thinking to himself, well, it's a, it's a good time for me to go overseas and, and uh, he'll probably sign a three-year deal or something like that over at Warrington and, and uh, play out his career over there unless he comes back and captain coaches South Newcastle or something. You never know. But, um, yeah, Fitzy will, will uh, 
he'll be right. He'll look after himself and, and uh, we'll be disappointed to see him go the way he's playing. Uh, Aaron Jones, how has Brian McDermott settled in as the new assistant coach? Uh, has he been well received by the players and has he made any difference to the place since arriving? <clears throat> yeah, look, Brian McDermott, um, very experienced um, premiership winning coach in, in the Super League in England. I think he's won four four titles over there with Leeds. Yeah, look, he's um, Adam O'Brien's responsible. He's the one that wanted to get him out here. So uh, he's here for another year. I think he's got another year on his contract. Um, yeah, he's sort of in the background. Um, not heavily hands-on. I wouldn't say he's heavily hands-on, but he's certainly offering plenty of advice uh, to the coach. And, and uh, yeah, he's well-respected amongst the players. So I think he's probably doing a good job. Uh, John Pritchard again. Just want to say well done to the coaching and playing staff for last week's game. Haven't enjoyed watching a Knights match so much for years. A question. Can they kick on from that game with a few more good wins for the year? Well, we all hope so, John, obviously. Um, one win doesn't make a summer, as they as they say, um, or a winter. But um, you'd certainly, you know, you'd like to think that that will give them plenty of confidence the way they played and the way they they uh, took apart a pretty ordinary Bulldogs team, mind you, but still, they still um, had to play what was in front of them and, and uh, 11 tries, 11 goals from 11 attempts for Kalen Ponga, who's back kicking goals and being confident about it. Fantastic. What a pity Kalen wasn't in that sort of frame of mind to be kicking earlier in the season. Might have been uh, a different story in a few games. But anyway, that's water under the bridge now. But certainly <clears throat> last week's a good platform. They got the bye this weekend. Then they come into the West Tigers. I think we'll know <clears throat> well, they got the West Tigers at home. We'll know the Melbourne game after the West Tigers. We'll know at that point, I reckon, whether the Knights have sort of turned a corner, if you want to call it that. Um We'll wait and see. Grant, Origin, what are your thoughts? Oh, look, Grant, I'm I'm, uh, I'm thinking that, um, well, New South Wales, uh, back home, a couple of changes. Great to see Bradman Best get a, get a, uh, get a jersey. Um, Walker at 5'8". Um, I think the squad's probably a little bit stronger than it has been. Uh, but I, it'll all come down to Queensland, I think, to be honest, Grant. I think if Queensland come with the same attitude that they've had in the first two games, they're going to be very hard to beat, simple as that. But um, they've they've won the series. They're coming to New South Wales. Whether Billy Slater can get them up and performing at that level again uh, in a sort of a dead rubber game, as they like to call it, uh, hopefully not because I want to see New South Wales win. Um but who knows? We'll wait and see. Uh, Shawno, at, at his best, Lockie Fitz is one of my favourite knights, but he has been at his best a few times just before contracts get negotiated. Uh, yeah, look, not sure about that, Shawno. I, I, I think if you trace back Lockie Fitz's form, a lot of it will, will be about injuries and a lot of it will be about um, when he's had surgery in the off-season. And he hasn't had a decent off-season. Um, that's maybe when his form hasn't been great. Um, 
there's certainly been a few players over the years that you could say used to play better in the final year of their contract. That's for sure. But um, I don't think that's the reason why Lockie Fitz is is playing as well as he's playing at the moment. I think it's because simply because he's, as I said before, he's had an injury-free off-season and, and uh, he had a full off-season training and he's basically been injury-free this year. So that's got a lot to do with it, I think. <coughs> uh, bare legs. Rocks in our heads if we sign Jed Cartwright and let Fitzy walk when he probably stays for not much. Yeah, look, uh, the situation with Jed Cartwright is the club is in negotiations and probably will sign him. They haven't signed him yet, apparently, but uh, they will. They probably will sign him. Look, Fitzy's going. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, and he and he's probably got it getting a well. I'm sure he's getting a good deal from Warrington to go over there. So if you if you're saying that he probably would have stayed for not much, I'm not sure about that. Um, he's keen to go, so I think that's um, that's a good option for him. Jed Cartwright. I'm not probably not sold on Jed Cartwright to be honest, but he'll he he's not replacing Fitzy anyway. Let's be fair. Um, Kai Pierce Paul the young international from England is 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 the player that's been signed to replace Lockie Fitz. Jed Cartwright will be a um, probably a depth player um, if he if he signs, which he may or may not sign. I think he, as I said, he's probably going to sign. So, um, but he's not being signed as a replacement for Fitz. That's for sure. Uh, Kip Thompson. What length and type of contract do we have for some of the young guys tearing it up in New South Wales Cup? Jersey Flegg. Talking about Fletcher Sharp, Kyle McCarthy, Luke Pietzner, um, Fletcher Myers, Jermaine McEwen, David Armstrong and Tom Kent. Uh, they're all signed, Kip. Um, Fletcher Sharp, for example, I think is signed until... The end of twenty five, I think McCarthy, the young winger, is signed. Well, until the end of next year, a lot of them are signed until the end of next year. Fletcher Myers is back from Manly, uh, a winger, uh, yeah, a winger centre, who potentially could play NRL next year. Um, he's, I think, he's signed for two years, so he'll be here until the end of twenty five. Uh, Jermaine McEwen, you mentioned, who's playing New South Wales under-19s next week. Um, back rower, he's a priority for the club. David Armstrong, the young fullback, uh, playing New South Wales Cup. He's uh, he signed until the end of 24, and so is Tommy Kent. So a lot of the players, a lot of those younger players are, are on contracts beyond the end of this season, put it that way. So... Um, and I'm sure the club's working hard to to keep those players that they want to keep, which is probably most of those, for even longer than that. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a dog-eat-dog situation with other clubs coming in wanting young players, so you never know with young players. But uh, most of those guys are – well, all of those guys that you mentioned are, are signed. Uh, Miles Martin, for example, signed until the end of next year. He's the other <coughs> – other guy playing for New South Wales under-19s. So, yeah, most of those young guys are tied up. Kip? Okay, Shawno's got another one. Any chance you'll get Darius Boyd on? I know his time was tumultuous, but in his uh, but in his first two seasons at, at the Knights, he was our best player, and we nearly made a grand final. 
our only really successful side in the last 15 years. I'd love to hear his side of the Tinkler years. Uh, Sean O, <laughs> I have actually um, in the past, I probably haven't done it this year, but in the past I've tried to uh, reach out to Darius, who um, probably didn't have a great relationship with the media when he was here, to be honest, um, which b- makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, but I've had no luck in regards to that, so I'm not sure that that's probably going to change, to be honest. Um, Shawno, again, you're busy, Shawno. Is it true the Knights have signed Jed Cartwright? Uh, what deal did he get? Was this a direct signing as a replacement for Lockie Fitz? Well, he hasn't signed yet, Shawno. Um, and as I said before, he's not a direct replacement for Lockie Fitz because that's Kai Pierce for Paul. They've signed him from England as Lockie Fitz's replacement. Uh, Josh Watson, hi Baz, I've got another request for a podcast guest as you've been ticking a few off of off my list, as in Miller and Paddo. Uh, Tamana Tahu, electric player, union exit and a return to finish his career. Love to hear his story. Um, I have actually reached out to Tamana uh, last year, but he's, I don't think he's keen to do it for some reason. I'm not sure why, but... Um, <coughs> I might, might try and reach out to him again and see if he's changed his mind. But uh, there's a few that um, that sort of keep a low profile that haven't really wanted to uh, to come on. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Bert, hey, Baz, are they going to stream the NRLW trial? Uh, look, I've got no idea, Bert. I'm sorry. Um, the trial's on at Maitland on Saturday against the Broncos. Uh, I'm not sure whether there's going to be a... Uh, a live stream of it or not, probably not given it's a trial, but you'd have to check with the club, but I don't know. Tommy Knows Knights. Thoughts around the signing of Jed Cartwright? Reserve grade signing in my expert opinion. (laughs) Uh, Tommy's an expert, is he? Okay. Um, Yeah, look, to be honest with you, Tommy, I'm not massively wrapped, but but he's probably going to come as a depth signing rather than a top-notch, top-liner. So, you know, you've got to keep these things in perspective, I guess. Um, but <clears throat> I think he's, well, he's not even in the stronger South's top 17 at the moment. So, um, but that's not to say that um, he might um, do a good job here as a backup next year. But uh, as I say, he hasn't signed yet. We'll wait and see what's going to happen there. Uh, was from Oz, was last Sunday's massive win an aberration or a sign the Knights have finally turned a corner? Can they maintain this form or are they still erratic? Well, time will tell, Was I, I haven't got a crystal ball, but um, they've certainly been a bit erratic at times. But, um, yeah, as I said before, I think last Sunday's win at the very least is going to give the club a lot of, or the players a lot of confidence. So that's... Uh, that's a good thing. Maybe the buyers come at a bad time in that regard, but um, you know they they uh, they'll have a rest. Um, I'm sure, a lot of the players have got niggling injuries that uh, that they'll fix up, and and uh, hopefully we'll see the best of them against the West Tigers the following week. Uh, Troy Beaton, Baz, how is Maps going? Coming back from injury, any chance he plays first grade next week with Gagai injured? Uh well, Maps is named, I think, to come back this week in uh, New South Wales Cup. But as far as 
replacing Gags if Gags is injured next week. I would think that that, that would be too early for for uh, for Maps. Um, Christian Mapapalangi, um, who's back from a shoulder reconstruction, so I don't. They'll be yeah, they won't be taking any chances with um with him. So I, I think it's. Um, you know, if if Gags is out again next week, it depends on what happens with Bradman Best, I guess. Um, I'd be probably tempted to rest Bradman if he if he plays Origin and gets even if he gets through it okay. I'd, I'd given that they're playing on Friday night, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't like to see him back up. To be honest, I think um, the coach might err on the side of caution with Bradman and probably rest him, but it may hinge on whether Dane Gago is back from that foot injury as well. Uh, wait and see, but obviously Inari, Nari Tawalu did well last week. He'll be uh, he'll be the first cab off the rank if either of them are out. If they're both out, then uh, I'm not sure what the coach will do there. But I couldn't imagine that he'd rush Maps back. Put it that way. Uh, James Brereton, I'd expect Anari would be first choice. Uh, okay, he's he's uh, picked up on that. Would be first choice, but could come in for Bradman if he wasn't to back up, which I hope he doesn't. Yeah, well I agree with you, James, on that one. Um, Roy Abler Hey Baz Any chance Knights Make a play for Tino If he tests his value On the open Open market No No chance Roy uh, Tino is worth Probably I don't know 800,000 On the open market Upwards So The Knights won't be uh, Won't be having a crack for him uh, Pete's rant Do you know if Frizz is in talks For any extension or is he going to the market? Also, will Newcastle make an offer to Payne Hass to try and bring him to town? <laughs> well, Payne Hass, they reckon, is going to get a million dollars, his next contract. So the Knights are a million to one to uh, be offering him a contract. And as as far as Frizz goes, yes, he's been in talks for a new contract. Um, but nothing over the line as yet. There's, still, there's a couple of clubs in Sydney Chasing Frizz, although the two clubs that are chasing him are the West Tigers and the Bulldogs, who both got beat by 60-odd and 70-odd last week. So I couldn't imagine Frizz would be uh, rushing to maybe join those two clubs. So there is uh, <coughs> English interest, I think, from Hull KR as well. But, uh, look, it's taking some time. There's no risk about that. He, he does have to take a pay cut, Frizz. But um, you know, the club is still pretty hopeful that they'll, they'll get it done. Uh, Robbo out. Where is Dane Akafalu? Okay, yeah, Dane Akafalu, the big back rower that's played New South Wales Cup that joined the club from, I think, North Sydney mid-season. Uh, he's out injured. Robbo got suspended, but now he's out injured, so that's why he's not playing. And uh, finally, um, Daz McKay, is it true that... Uh, I'm going to have trouble... Announcing this guy, Mockendrecky, Mockendrecky. That'll have to do. <laughs> that's why. I, what are you laughing about? That's, oh, that'll do. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's why I became a print journalist, mate. All you got to do is be able to spell their names. You don't have to pronounce them. <laughs> Mockendrecky. I think that's how he pronounces his name. Mockendrecky. I apologise. Um, Latin. I think his first name's Latin. Latin. I apologise, mate, if I've got that. Um, pronunciation wrong but that's the best i can do wasted um, in print as <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, he's the winger that came to the Knights mid-season from the Cowboys. There's talk of him going to the Super League at the end of the year. Look, um, if, if he gets an offer from the Super League, I, I don't doubt that he'd probably take it, to be honest. Um, Daz, I uh, don't know that the Knights are going to be able to fit him in. Uh, but we don't know yet. There's still a couple of positions to fill, so uh, we'll wait and see what happens there. Okay, that's it for another edition of the podcast. Um, we'll be back next week after the Knights have picked up two competition points at the weekend because of the bye. I've always called it. I've called it early, mate. I've yeah. called it early. Um, yeah, and then leading into that uh, game against Western Suburbs. So, uh, as I say, back next week. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.